Saturday morning, October 28th. We're like on episode 36 or something insane like that. I can't even believe we're still doing this. We're still doing the damn thing. You can't believe it? I can believe part it. Of, part of me has been like, when are we going to crash? When are we going to fucking crash and be like, you guys, we need a break. We need a mental break. We are doing so much. But um, at the same time, with everything happening in real time, I can't imagine not sharing it. I don't want to have to catch people back up. Like, y'all are just in it with us. Like, stay tuned because every week something something different's coming through. Yep. I have to give you credit for that, though, because the amount of times that I've been like, eh, they'll be okay. It's just one Monday. We'll skip it. And you're like, no, no, do you know- we're doing it right now. <laughs> 11 p.m. on a Sunday night. Let's do this. <laughs> do you know one thing that I have just been dying to just just say on the podcast and I was like ah I don't know if we should but I kind of want to say it because it's still very flattering what how the fuck were we like reached out to to possibly be on season two of the ultimatum (laughs) (laughs) like nobody knows that we literally told nobody that nobody were contacted to be on season two for the ultimatum and it it was very flattering and exciting um and we we talked for hours after that yeah talked for hours back and forth about good idea bad or bad idea could this help us is this a bigger platform to jump off of would this be the right thing for us and we came to the conclusion fuck no it's toxic and we said it when we were watching season one that we would not be part of the queer ultimatum and yeah so that happened like a couple weeks ago yeah that happened when I was in the hospital with my son and I remember when you sent me the screenshot and I was like no fucking way and then I feel like as we started talking about it more and more we started actually putting the idea of it into real life and we were like there's quite literally no way that we would ever do that that's just walking into destruction yeah I think it would be you know we have a really good thing going we are our our brand our tone everything about us is more in the positive spotlight and we're not giving each other an ultimatum and we are very patient and respectful and the last thing I want to do is go on a reality show and have you or myself in a a fake trial relationship with a complete stranger after all that we've been through this year. I think that that could be um, very damaging. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. And like we were talking about, we haven't even had the chance to live together yet. But then like, throw ourselves into a situation where we live with another person for weeks on end like that just seems fucked up to me (laughs) not only that and to put our lives on hold you know it's filming for two months and it's not being on social media not being there for our people so um and and our professional careers and our children and all of that everything takes a back seat for what so People can have a Netflix series that's like super 
toxic and dramatic. Like, that's not us. It was very flattering. And you know what? That just tells us we are getting recognized and um, people see us. But we want to be um, we have bigger. We're bigger than that. We have bigger plans than that. And at, at some point we will be able to have our own show and it will be just the way we want it to be. And it won't involve um, being in a relationship with other couples. <laughs> yeah, um, we, we did. We did weigh it out. It was very flattering. Um, there was like a whole phone call involved and it was I don't know. I think both of us kind of sat there for a second and actually considered it. But yeah, I think that's just not our vibe. And if there was ever a show that, like I said, put me on Naked and Afraid, sign me up. I'll do it, but <laughs> no, I'm not going on naked and afraid. Yes, you, you afraid would, of, baby. I'm... You would. I would protect you against all the things. Don't you even worry. Oh my god. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, you did just kill that black widow. So I did. Maybe. maybe. I want everybody listening to know I saved a community of people yesterday from a deadly creature. That happened. You I was a ass. hero. I was a hero. You are. You are a hero. Yeah. You know, it was flattering. Um talking to uh the cast producer person um they were very kind and intrigued they were very intrigued by our story mm-hmm. and they were also non-binary um and one they the like the main thing they said was they want more queer representation on the show for season 2 and that was part of the reason why they contacted me directly to have the conversation um they sent through the, like the casting um application i i read the legal part of it and the mental health part of it i did not fill it out i did not fill it out i did not send it back i did not follow up it, it like i said it was very flattering um i'd love to hang out um with the person um that i spoke with um cuz they seemed really really um just like down to earth and somebody I vibed with, but at the same time, I'm not going to, I'm not going to just be like dropping everything and say like, yeah, put me on a Netflix reality show, um, and possibly have it destroy everything I've worked for. I've worked too hard. Yeah. Yeah. But diving into that a little bit more, the non-binary thing has been like a really big topic lately on all platforms. And we wanted to talk a little bit about that today. Because I feel like there's just a lot of questions and maybe even some confusion. Um, And we still learn all the time. Every time that we look up a new article or talk about a new subject regarding it, we're always willing to educate ourselves further. But um, I think in general, there are some things about like the entire experience between the two of us that maybe some people don't even realize or understand and could help them get a better understanding of it if if we opened up a little bit about it. Yeah, and I'm very comfortable with you. I don't even know these questions you're about to ask. I don't even know if you know the questions. You nope. might just be making I'm them winging it. Win, but I, I just, okay, I am I'm willing and ready to answer any questions and just know that I'm still learning and I'm still confused and it's still pretty, you know, it's only... It's not been that long, so I'm ready to dive into it and and help other people understand it and maybe even make a little bit more sense of it in my brain, too, because it's still um, evolving every day for me. Yeah. Well, okay. so I guess um, one thing that you've expressed to me a couple times, but I don't think that you've ever said it in a public aspect, is that way before I was even 
a part of your life, you had already had a lot of those feelings and had already expressed to Tommy, I believe is the only person that you were feeling disconnected from either gender and and maybe having some like non-binary feelings and I'm not I'm not sure anybody else really even knows that so maybe if you wanted to talk about that for a minute and like what what stopped you from you know back at that point telling Tommy that and then like waiting so long to really like make it a a thing thing and and really just say it Mm -hmm. yeah I think it started um really with just feeling like I was always very tomboy and my whole entire life being addressed as a tomboy. And I have four brothers. I I don't have any sisters. I've never really lived or grown up with um, girls, women, none of that. So um, very much um, I've always been told even by my mother that I, I am a boy and a in a female body. That's what my mom has always said. Like, you're just a boy stuck trapped in a female body. And I, I never thought anything of it. And, um, a previous company I was working for, we had a, we had this, um, project. We would sometimes do a little bit more meaningful projects. And we had a project that was, um, all around, um, digging deeper to who you are. Who am I? And just talking about whatever, whatever you feel like you are. And I I took that project really seriously and I, I went deep and started pulling out childhood photos and really looking at myself um, before I felt like I was pushed to really be a, a certain way, dress a certain way, act a certain way. When you're a young adolescent, you just kind of, you fall into whatever you want. You go through your little phases of experimenting with different styles or cliques and all the different things. So I really went back and looked at, at pictures and started to dig deeper. And I remember the day, like it was yesterday, sitting at a coffee shop with Tommy and talking to him about this and saying, I really, you know, because Kirby is not my birth name. It is not my legal name. And I have been going by the name Kirby since 2007. And so I was explaining why I think I like the name Kirby so much because it wasn't like I just one day said, hey, hey, everybody start calling me Kirby. This was a name that was given to me at a previous place I worked at. Um, And so I was explaining to him why I really felt so attached to the name Kirby. And I finally said it out loud. I was like, it's so, it's so gender neutral. It's not feminine. It's not any, it's just so gender neutral. It can be anything. And then I started talking about like clothing and, and how comfortable I feel in the way I dress and the way I, I walk and act and all the different mannerisms that, um, and expressions that come along with gender expression and gender identity and I don't even know at the time if I was using the term non-binary. I was just simply saying, like, um, really expressing, like, I don't feel strongly feminine. I don't feel strongly masculine, but I love feeling masculine and I love 
you know, I love my masculinity. I love leaning into that. And that's what I feel most comfortable with. And he was just like, duh. <laughs> like he wasn't surprised at mm. all. He was just kind of like, yeah, I know. I know. Um, at that time, it, that was it. That was it. That was the conversation. It never really went any further. It was just kind of like an aha moment for, for myself to say it out loud, to just say it out loud. And, and, you know, for me, like looking back, people have seen that in me forever, forever. So for me saying it out loud, it was just like, yeah, we know, we get it. You're a tomboy. We get it. And I think what I was yearning for was just like a deeper explanation and understanding in some form of representation of others. And I I didn't start to explore the gender expression um, side of it until I hopped on TikTok and I ended up in lesbian TikTok. And when I ended up in lesbian TikTok, the majority of the content, everything that was being served to me in my For You page was all mask lesbians um, or non-binary. And I... I, I struggled because I was like, am I attracted to this? Do I want to be this? And, and I couldn't decide or or um, not really not that I was looking to decide anything. I was like, what does this mean for me? Why am I so stuck on this? Why am I watching this over and over again? What is it that I like about their style and um, the way they carry themselves and their their confidence and all of the things that come with it? And I really started to look at that and and find representation. I found a connection. And so it started to feel more comfortable the more I saw that, even though it wasn't in person right in front of me. You know, I'm in a very small town in Wisconsin, and I don't see that type of representation. And I didn't in Michigan, and I didn't in Ohio. I just, I didn't have that physically in front of me to connect with. So when I started seeing it on TikTok was when it really just exploded for me. And I was like, oh shit, like, that's that's okay for me. That's okay for me. I don't have to like be in this weird in between stage where I I'm like this cocky tomboy, but trying to to fit a certain mold to be accepted in maybe a corporate environment or around people that feel like, well, you're a mom, you're female, you're this, you're that. Um, you should act a certain way. You know, I've always been ta- taught to be ladylike. My mom over and over again as a child would, um, I could feel her disappointment and I could feel her want and, and desire to have the only daughter in the family be very ladylike and, and prim, prim, proper, prissy, like whatever you want to call it, like just carry that, that kind of attitude. And she literally would, um, have me walking back and forth in the room with books stacked on my head and practice posture and sitting like a lady and acting like a lady. And every single time I would sit down, my legs wide open, crouched over, you know, very not ladylike. (sighs) And it would piss, they would piss her off to the point where we would literally get in arguments. I'm talking like, face-to-face arguments of me screaming. I I was not a a happy teenager. I struggled a lot because 
I didn't know how to get people to see me for who I was. And I was constantly being told, you need to be more ladylike. You need to act this way. Don't act that way. And everybody blamed it on me having four brothers. And they kept saying, it's just because you've never been around girls before. So you don't know how to be like a girl because you've never been around girls before. And I was expressing it in a whole different way and saying like, no, this is just, this is me. This is who I fucking am. And I'm not, I, I can't pretend. And so that was the struggle my whole life, pretending that I was um, capable and I'm very well trained. I can, I can put a dress on and I can walk in heels and I can um, swing my hips a certain way and I can be very feminine if I want to be. But what feels comfortable and what feels like me is more masculine. So it's funny because when you talk about your mannerisms and the, the way you present yourself, I think I've told you this before, but the very first time that I met you, which was almost a year ago, that was the first thing I noticed about you. The very first thing that really stood out to me was how you walked up in the airport. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was a moment for me. Okay, I don't want to get into it too much, but it was a moment for me. No, tell me, tell me. <laughs> what what what, okay, what was going through okay. your head? I got to know. Well, when you get to know somebody in all of the ways except in person, you get an idea of what they're going to be like when you meet them in person. It's just expected, right? Like you start to have this made up picture of how that person sits or stands or talks or um, you know, what are your weird little quirks? What are your weird little habits? All of the things and you don't ever really know until you find out. And that was just one thing that I did. Not that I didn't expect it. It just maybe not at the level that it came at me with. And it was, um, (laughs) it was a good thing. It was an extreme turn on for me. Um, And it, it was, it was just a moment where I was like, holy shit, this person like presents themselves in such a, like, I don't want to use the word dominant, but like just very confident and like, mm, like you were just very comfortable in, in how you were presenting yourself. And even though you were like nervous as shit, you would have never really known because you walked out like, I'm here, I'm fucking ready. And it was just, yeah, it was the moment. And I, I guess, yeah. That was the first thing that I noticed about you was how, how you walk, specifically how you walk. All of the other things, like there were a lot of things that I noticed, but how you walked out of that plane, like out of that terminal or whatever, I was like, all right. And that's my person. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> okay. I have to tell you this because that was when I was officially coming out to Tommy as lesbian. Um, one of the first things that he said was I always knew. And I said, what What do you mean by that? Help me understand. You always knew. And he said, when you came to visit me, because he he lived in Minneapolis and I was in Wisconsin. And the very first time that we hung out in person, because we had only met before at his brother's funeral. So I was dressed up for a funeral. I was very... Um, uh, what I would consider ladylike and um, prim and proper and all of the things. And when I met him in person and I was my comfortable self, the thing that he said that made him know instantly was when I got out of the car and I walked towards him. He said, when you got out of the car and you walked towards me and I, I instantly knew. And I was like, 
hearing you say that and hearing him say that, I'm like, how the fuck does me getting out and walking towards somebody flag some type of non-binary or queer, lesbian, gay, whatever you want, whatever box in, in place ho- placement you want to put me in? Like, how does that walk define it? Because it is not a ladylike walk. You do not walk like a woman. <laughs> you just don't. <laughs> that's that's like that's the only way I can describe it is that you you present yourself in a very, very masculine way, the way that you move your body and sit, stand, walk, uh, all of it. Um Yeah, even right but- now I'm sitting with my legs like totally apart, like very I'm taking up space. Um, and and I talk about this sometimes in a in a masculine um, uh, vibe. I don't know what to call it. In your masculinity, you take up space. And as a woman, as as a lady, you're told to be smaller. You're told to cross your legs. Um, kind of you sit in a way that makes you smaller. Be quieter. Um, be not as forward. And when you're in your um, and on the more like masculine side, you do t- take up space. You are a little bit louder. You're more vocal. Yeah, yeah. I um, I just had to say that because that was definitely um the very first thing that I ever noticed. Um, but okay. So getting back on track. So what year was that that you told Tommy that in the coffee shop? Twenty twenty. Um, yeah, it was like around twenty twenty. Okay, so then... And and that's when I started doing therapy. That's like right around the time I dove into therapy really hard because I was like, I was going through it and I wasn't letting anybody know. Okay, so then fast forward, 2023 is when you officially came out as non-binary to me. Now, I do have to say, I noticed right away that your pronouns on your page were she, them. I have to preface this by saying... I knew absolutely nothing about pronouns. And when I read that in my head, I read it as she preferred them. Okay, use it if you want to. So it never crossed my mind that there was anything brewing or needing to be said. Um, I had no education about non-binary. I had never even known a single person that had told me they were non-binary. Um I had never addressed anyone as them. It was always him or her type of thing for me. So when was it? It would have been what, like early? It was May. It was. It was Memorial Weekend. That's right. Okay. So another thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is that the way that you came out to me was not just like quick and easy for you. So. I want you to tell everybody how that went down because there was a text message sent from you on the night that you wanted to tell me and then you backtracked and you waited. So tell everybody about that. So I had sent a text message saying that there was something I wanted to talk to you about that was important. And instantly you were like, tell me right now, just like always, tell me right now. And there was a long delay in my response. And I went back and forth with how to type it out in a way that wasn't going to turn into a deeper, bigger conversation. I just wanted to say it and move past it. 
And, and kind of backing up, you know, with the she, they, I, I had talked openly about that with you on podcasts with other people where I said, I really am only keeping the she because I was, I was not in a place where I felt confident and ready to constantly update people, explain, educate, and correct people. I did not feel that I was, I was ready for that. And I was keeping the she with the they because I, I wanted it to just be inclusive to everybody and they couldn't fuck it up. Call me she, call me they. And, and it did feel uncomfortable when I had friends that leaned into the they, them heavier than the, the, heavier than the she, her. And what that told me was I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I was not ready to, to drop the she because I, 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 I wasn't sure. I was still testing the waters. I was still feel, feeling it out. But what happened was it's Memorial weekend. I'm hanging out with Tommy and his family and people are, you know, in, in Tommy's family, everybody started out calling me Kirby. Everybody in the family always addressed me as Kirby. And when Tommy and I were in a serious relationship and were a couple, he then started, he stopped calling me Kirby and started calling me by my legal birth name, which then his entire family started calling me by my legal birth name. Um, and, and that weekend, I heard the term she and her, you know, directed at me all weekend long. And every time I heard it, it was like a thorn poking me every single time. And I started to um, recognize and kind of stand back. You know, we're at the lake house. I'm I'm not connected like I typically am when it comes to social and screen time and all of that. I'm in a, a beautiful setting. I'm able to process these feelings and think through why do I feel every time I hear someone say she, why does it feel like a, a thorn poking me? And I just remember sitting uh next to the lake by the fire pit for hours, just thinking through it, thinking through it. And that's when I was like, I need to tell Ember. I need to tell Ember that I'm feeling this way, but I don't know how to start the conversation because it's so like random. It's like, we don't talk about this. So like, how do I start the conversation? So when I texted you and said, I needed to talk to you about something important and you're like, tell me right now, I didn't know. I didn't know how to, how to dive into it. And I couldn't. And I said, I, I can't, I need it. I need more liquid courage. I need more liquid courage. And I thought, I thought even then if I had a couple of drinks, if I could relax enough to say it out loud, that I, I would be able to have the conversation with you. And I didn't, I didn't have the conversation with you that night. I wasn't, I, I wasn't, I, I was, I was worried that it was going to affect you because you were going to have to recognize it and accept it. And um, I think that's hard when you are in a relationship, woman, loving woman relationship, and you all of a sudden are telling your female partner, your woman <laughs> person that, hey, I don't feel like a woman at all. I had fear that you might not 
have the same physical attraction, you might not want to make a change and start addressing me a different way. I had all of these doubts and thoughts running through my mind that it was going to maybe make things different or harder between us. And I was scared. I was scared to I knew you weren't educated. I remember hearing you say, I don't know anything about pronouns. I really don't I really don't even think about them. It's not a thing for me. And I've heard lots of lesbians when I started hanging out with a, a group of lesbians, other lesbians said that too. Ah, fuck, I don't really get pronouns. I don't really understand that whole thing. And so hearing that over and over again, I was afraid to be like, Hey guys, I know I've been in I know I've been accepted in this lesbian group. I know everybody knows me as a lesbian. Um late in life lesbian, but I'm also here to tell you that like I don't feel like a girl. I don't feel feminine. And and I didn't know how to get that across in a way that would feel comfortable for everybody cuz I I'm a people pleaser. So I want everybody to feel comfortable, not just me. I want to make sure you're comfortable before I'm comfortable. So how long did you wait until you actually told me? I don't know, babe. How long did I wait? Because I honestly don't know. That's That part's a blur to me. I believe it was like a couple days. And I think I asked you, I think we might have been on the phone for that part of it, though. It wasn't through text message. And you actually, I didn't ask you. You said, do you remember when I brought up something that I needed to talk to you about? And I was like, yep. And Um, Then you finally talked to me about it. So quick question. Did you think for a moment that I would react in a negative way? I don't know. I I was so unsure. I didn't think you would act in a negative way, but I didn't want to make you feel like you had to get something right and that you might. I I didn't like. Every time I, I would hear she, her or being referred to in like some type of feminine term it didn't sit right with me and so every time I was hearing it I was correcting correcting it in my head and so I was even when you were saying things to me I was correcting them in my head to feel more comfortable with me and I didn't want to make you feel as if you were upsetting me or not seeing me the way I wanted to be seen and so I was afraid to to say it out loud yeah Yeah. And I think that, like you said, being afraid that I would feel like I had to get it right. That's something that I think people need to understand as well is that I didn't get it right, right away. I applied myself towards learning right away, but it was not, it didn't happen overnight. And there are still very, very few, but sometimes where I slip up or it's, and 99% of the time it's when I'm talking to other people. um, And they want to know more about you. And typically, I will address you as my girlfriend for a brief moment. And sometimes that's just like out of the want so badly for people to know that I'm not straight, I think, like, mainly, like, I have to like, make sure people understand, like, I'm not with, I'm not with a man. Um, But it takes time. It takes a lot of, a lot of time. And I think it takes like, repetition of, even if it's just internally telling yourself before you speak, okay, how am I going to reword this sentence? Because that was a lot of it for me was that it is kind of a shift when you're addressing someone as them, because I have heard a lot of of people say like, oh, well, I, I, or I guess I've heard from you that, that people who have talked to you have said, well, I see they, them as like a plural thing. 
Like I only ever use that when I'm talking about multiple people. And it's actually, that's true in some regards that we, we get to the point where like when we're addressing just one single person, we want to be more specific towards it. But I do think that once you like turn that corner and you kind of do reteach yourself how to say it, you don't really see it that way anymore. And it it does change the term them, they in, in a way where your brain can kind of understand it better. Um, but in general, I, I was not, I was not, um, quick to pick it up and I definitely fucked up a few good times. Um, but I think a lot of it is just like stepping back and thinking about it before you say anything and before you type anything. And, and like I've said before, just trying to prioritize the respect of it, even if you don't fully understand it. And that's one thing that I think when it comes to all of the conversation that has been being had on social media right now regarding it, um, you know, you don't have to fully understand it. You don't have to immediately educate yourself all the way or whatever. You you just have to respect what other people are preferring, really, is what it comes down to. And if you can do that, you can also get to a point where you meet at a healthy middle ground. Yeah. Um, I'm just sitting like here thinking back on like conversations, even like with you and what first coming out and you asking me about, well, are you comfortable with me calling you girlfriend? And, and that was one that of the, conversation, that uh, was one of the very first questions I asked you because that was, my one of my first because like when you came when you told me everything initially it didn't I wouldn't say that I expected it like with Tommy's response him saying oh yeah you know duh I didn't feel that way that was not just like a yeah I already knew type of moment for me um but it also didn't shock me either and I definitely um once you said it I was like okay that that does make sense, but I guess I just hadn't seen it, um, <clears throat> partially because I was so un uneducated in it. But then my mind started thinking, well, sh like, should I not be saying girlfriend? Should I not, like, you know? And so that was within the first hour of our conversation, one of the very first things that I, I think I asked you. And um, what was your response when I asked you? What did you tell me? I asked you not to. Yeah. And I think a lot of people thought that that bothered me. Like I had people openly ask me if that bothered me, but it didn't like, it really didn't because like we've talked about a ton of times, there's so many other things that you can call the person that you're in a relationship with. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know. I've, I'm feeling extremely emotional even talking about it. Cause I think like, Oh, it's hard like updating people all the time and like even with family members and like my brother saying like can I call you sister can I call you know just having these conversations and not really thinking through every layer that comes with just stepping out and saying like hey I feel this way and then there's all these terms attached to how I feel and I have to constantly tell people like that's okay that's not okay and like at the end of the day like I I don't want to make anybody feel like they're getting anything wrong or feel like I'm coming in and saying that it's upsetting me, but it's, it's years and years of confusion that I'm finally like 
breaking free from and saying like this that wasn't me that wasn't me the whole time and because it's happening in real time because I'm sharing my journey in real time it like fucks me up in the head and then when I try to catch people up and just let them know where I'm at it's like a big surprise or it's a big it feels like a big ask for everybody and it feels like I'm constantly like over explaining something that's so simple and I I I guess these past couple weeks have just been like like whatever it was that finally built up back in May that made me come out and say hey guys I'm non-binary like this is I I'm dropping the she her it's they them please try to respect that whatever it's easy to say that the very you know day one and what you don't understand is all of the work that comes after that and I know like I feel like an asshole with like even being like upset or emotional over it because there's such bigger things going on in this world today that like <laughs> this is like so minute and it's like not a big deal but at the same time like I'm constantly um learning more about myself and evolving and the more I learn about myself and like I think most recently the biggest change for me has been really feeling um not attached to um like like in a place where it's like I reached out on so on my TikTok platform and I was asking people about binders you know and it's like um then I had people like asking like do you are you looking to transition are you, or is that what you want and that I don't I'm I don't want to be a man but like some there's days where like I stand in front of the mirror and I'm looking at myself and first and foremost, like I look at myself and I'm like, my breasts are like for 42 years old, like my breasts are fucking beautiful. But at the same time, like I don't want to see them. And I struggle back and forth in my head with like this like gender dysphoria and like wanting like to feel what it feels like to not have breasts. And it's like that in itself is scary because it's like, what does that mean for me? Like, do I want top surgery? If I get top surgery, well, then everybody just come at me as if I've just like transitioned. And there's nothing wrong with people that want to transition. But I know for me in this stage right now, that is not something I want. I do not want to transition. I'm very much okay with my female anatomy. But the more I get comfortable and open and and speak about being non-binary, the more I'm able to reflect on things that don't really fit with me or sit well with me anymore. And so I feel like in it's a very vulnerable place for me to be in real time, um, to be correcting people or standing up and finding the courage. And And you know firsthand that I tell you every day where I'm like, you would be really proud of me. Like, I... I introduced myself with my pronouns right away or I corrected somebody in an article that was posted about me where they referred to me as she and I I reached out and asked them to correct that. And that takes a lot of courage and effort. I mean, I know it seems like such, like I said, such a minute thing, but it's like, it, it does mean something to me. Okay, you guys. Well, um, we love you and... 
Until next time. Until next time. Meet, meet, meet. meet. You, you.